Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com. We're back with Coach's Corner. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about today's podcast because it kind of veers away from the, the normal head coach interviews and, uh, you know, the insight we get from that. And it goes in the direction of what many, I, I know I do, consider probably the hottest topic in college football, college sports in general right now. And that is NIL. Um and today's guest, a uh, very special guest, is a former force rivals four-star linebacker who uh, I believe was recruited by my dad, went on to be a three-year letter winner at the University of Nebraska, uh, had the career cut short due to concussions, but uh, it seems like that was a blessing in disguise because you were able to get uh, a jump start on what has ultimately become a big time entrepreneur, entrepreneur, ugh, entrepreneur career. I'll go with that. <laughs> and uh, and now you are are shaping the NIL space as the CEO of Open Doors. And uh, I'd like to welcome my guy Blake Lawrence. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Clint, I appreciate it, man. This is uh, exciting to to connect and looking forward to diving into this whole topic of NIL. Yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy. And we kind of talked about this before. You know, when I talk with football coaches, I'm kind of, I don't want to say an expert, but I'm a lot more of an expert in that area than I am the NIL area and the NIL space as a whole. And uh, it's it's almost kind of like the Wild West. People really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's, it's confusing. I get questions from parents all the time. But just to start out, Give me an overview of what Open Doors is, maybe for the common student athlete that isn't familiar with what you guys do. Yeah, certainly. So the world of NIL has is, is been around for, for a century in terms of the, the concept of athlete endorsements. So like another word for NIL is athlete endorsements. So if you think about athlete endorsements, think about an athlete on a billboard, an athlete in a commercial, an athlete on uh, an autograph, uh, you know, signing autographs in a trading card or in a video game. Like, so athletes have been a part of business for a long time, but for so long, college athletes could not make any money through endorsements or name, image, and likeness activities. Once that rule changed, uh, it opened up a, a world where there's 500,000 student athletes. They can now monetize their name, image, and likeness. And that is a world that is very complex and challenging. Most pro athletes have an agent or a manager or many agents and managers helping them manage endorsements, figure out where to go, what to sign, what not to sign, how much to ask for, managing their taxes and whatnot. College athletes do not have that. Most of them don't have agents. Most don't have managers and uh, it is new. So Open Doors is a technology platform that athletes use to understand their NIL value, to build their NIL value, and mostly monetize their NIL value. So we help them land the autograph deal, get on the billboard, make sure they're getting uh, paid for appearances, doing their taxes, and it's all in an app, right? So instead of building an agency, we built an app and we started building Open Doors in 2012. So we started doing this uh, really a decade before NIL hit college sports. Uh, but it is an app that is used by 100,000 athletes around the world wow. to manage their NIL deals and endorsements. So you say you st started it, uh, you know, many, uh, and obviously there wasn't NIL for college athletes back then. Uh, you started out, I believe, doing kind of contracts with, with colleges and brands. Uh, did you see this maybe coming? And did you know that you would be able to kind of pivot uh, open doors and, and and use the technology for what you guys are using it for today? 
Yeah, certainly. So Clint, when I was done playing in Nebraska, and you mentioned earlier, I, I had concussion issues, I had to stop. And yes, your dad did bring me to Nebraska. Uh, I had to work him real hard to get that Nebraska offer and um, hopefully have made him proud. Uh, I know that it, Nebraska you have. Did, <laughs> did a lot for, for us and our, and our uh, you know, my family and so thankful for that. But, you know, when I was done playing with, at Nebraska, Audie Kanalik is my, my business partner. He played Nebraska as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we started a social media agency in 2010, which was very early into Twitter and Facebook and before Instagram existed. And we're helping businesses and athletes use social media to build an audience and make money. Uh, and then we saw when one of our teammates, Prince Amukamara, got drafted to the NFL and he had a lot of questions about endorsements and there seemed to be no technology whatsoever that he could use that would help him again, understand his value, build it and monetize it. And uh, so we said, there's, you know, in a decade from now, so go back to 2012, audio and average conversation say, you know, 10 years from now, athletes will be making their money through an app, not through an agent, uh, but that app doesn't exist. So we'll build it. And so we started working with pro athletes and building an app that would, help pro athletes maximize their endorsement deals. And so that same foundation that we you know, built to help pro athletes is what today's college athletes use. Now, there's a lot more sophistication in the college market, a lot more rules and a lot more eyeballs. But at the end of the day, it's a simple premise of helping athletes understand, build and, and monetize NIL. And it's done through an app. So yeah, we were a little bit early, uh, but that's given us a lot of understanding of you know, how this works and what athletes need to make the most of it. For sure. Um, and before I get into, you know, just your impressions on the first year of NIL and kind of where you see it going, uh, I, you know, I've been on Open Doors. I, I've looked at it. It's, it's almost like a, a it seems to me like a one stop shop. And you you talk about, uh, you know, not just football athletes. There's athletes of of, of every sport. Every sport. Uh, yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I look at, uh, you know, the different values that, you know, you can purchase stuff or have them endorse things. And you talk about, you know, having them. Uh, you know, gain an understanding of the market and their value. Um, obviously, a lot of the deals can be done through or open doors. I know you have uh, the, the contract stuff and, and, and everything in between that. But how, as a new athlete coming into this, do you guys kind of establish a value? Do you establish what they're worth in the market? And what is that based off? Yeah, certainly. So just to, to kind of bring it back a little bit, for those listening, for those watching, I want you to understand if you walk into a, uh, a meeting room for any college sport, so football, you got 100 kids in there, basketball, got a couple dozen, whatever it is, right? And you say, how many of you want an NIL deal? Every athlete will raise their hand, Clint, okay? No and then question. you ask them, all right, how many of you have a place to send somebody to do an NIL deal with you? And they'll all put their hand down. Like, it, it's, it's like, imagine a you want to sell your goods online, but you don't have a storefront. It, it's, it's impossible to sell things if you don't make it easy for people to buy them. So opendoors.com is where athletes go to sell NIL, right? This is, this is what they do. It's their storefront. So that's the problem we have to solve for the athlete is like everyone wants a deal, but where do you send people, right? You yeah. can't send them to your coach. That's not their job. You can't send them to the school. The school can't do the deals for you. So where do you send them? And that's where Open Doors comes in. Like that's why we're growing as fast as we are so that athletes need a place to go. So within that, once they are like, all right, you go to my open doors page, then they say, you want to do appearances? You want to do autograph signings? Like, what do you want to do? And then you know what they don't know is what they should charge. They have no yeah. idea. 
and the buyers don't know what they should should pay. Like there's it's a new world. So what Openers does is if you've ever used Zillow, Clint, you ever use Zillow, anyone that's yep. ever out there, like you look at a Zillow's estimate for a house, okay? And all the Zillow is doing is looking at every house just like that in that zip code, like what it sold for recently, how many you know rooms this place has, how many square feet. And it's to say, okay, based on everything we know, this is what this house is worth. We do the exact same thing for athletes and NIL deals. So wow. based on real-time transaction data like this is a proprietary patented process for us it's it's called the athlete rate card or open doors arc we will tell an athlete hey based on everything we've ever seen with athletes at play forward in the big 10 conference uh in women's basketball they charge 122 dollars for a one-hour appearance so maybe you should start there so those are the things that we do to help athletes not only just have a storefront but actually charge market rate um so they can Again, make sure they're maximizing their opportunities. That's incredible. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole yet, but like, obviously, you know, a good player at a, at a name brand school that, you know, plays a certain position is, is worth a certain value. Uh, Does, you know, social media following engagement, all that stuff. And then do you, do you guys include that as part of the valuation? Yeah, it does. So it's all social. Like if an athlete connects their social channels, their, their uh, value gets more accurate. Okay. So I can give you a value based on what, what sport you play, what position, uh, what class you're in, what, what conference, that sort of thing. Uh, but if you connect your social channels, then it gets more personalized. So then it's, it's based on you. And that's, a, that's something, again, that's patented in part of our world that uh, creates a tremendous amount of value in the back end, helping athletes price themselves accordingly. That is absolutely incredible. Um, cool. I've yeah. already, yeah, I've, I've already learned more. Than uh than I I've known and 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 you know gained knowledge wise over the past year because a lot of the time you just hear about these big million dollar deals and these back channels and all that stuff and I know you guys are more than that but um as far as the first year of NIL I mean like I said Wild West this has been crazy uh it's it's not necessarily well I guess it is regulated but it's not transparently regulated and there's a little bit of everything going on. What is the first year of NIL looked like to you? And then where do you see it going from here? Yeah, certainly. So Open Doors, you know, we have uh, partnerships with more than 100 college athletic departments across the country. More than 100,000 athletes use our products. So what we do is we analyze the transactions that are occurring in our marketplace that are being disclosed through our tool set to understand how big is this market. And so in the first year of NIL, we estimated it was about $917 million that was committed to and contributed to the NIL space. And that will exceed a billion dollars in, in, in year two. And a lot of that is uh, really, there's two sides to NIL. So everyone needs to understand this. There's athlete-driven NIL. Okay, so athlete-driven NIL are things like social media promotions and appearances. This is where you hear the Cavender twins who play for Miami. They yep. they're, play basketball at Miami. They, they are generating money through athlete-driven NIL. Livy Dunn, who's a gymnast at, at LSU, she has a uh, millions of TikTok followers. So she is driving her NIL value, okay? That is the bonafide, like what everyone expected NIL to be when it was all announced. Like that's athlete endorsements. And then there's yep. athletics-driven NIL, where it is, whether the athlete has true NIL value or not, they're being compensated at a high, high level. And this is where donors are paying athletes to, stay at a school to go to a certain school and they're doing it through compliant NIL activities, but their intentions are different, right? And it's being yep. driven for a different purpose. So in that world, in year one, it was about 50-50, like athlete-driven NIL, athletics-driven NIL, like kind of 
similar in terms of the spending. In year two, it is is exceedingly more and more. Most dollars are are athletics driven. This is where collectives and directives and donors are paying a lot of money to athletes um, who happen to play their favorite sport at their favorite school. Wow. Imagine that. Um, it's kind of like the olden days, just uh, it's a little more out Above in the, the open. Table. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned collectives and uh, like you said, this was intended to be you profit off your name, image and likeness based mm -hmm. off what you do when you get to the college. The collectives have brought kind of a new aspect for it because the schools can't flat out pay, pay the kids. Right. But the collectives, they they can. And right. I know there's not supposed to be pay for play, but what can you tell me about the collectives? Do you have interaction with them? And how do they play into the grand scheme of things? And how do they get around really doing pay for play at the end of the day? Yeah. And so here's what I say. Open Doors, just because we've been around, we've got 100 plus employees, we've been around for a decade. Uh, we're the most advanced technology, most complete technology in the NIL space. And that's true in college sports, pro sports, and globally. I mean, we have a, a wide set of tools. One of those tools is what we call a collective operating system. So we've built this over the last 18 months, and it's used by more than 30 of the biggest collectives in the country, from Austin, Texas, to Eugene, Oregon, and uh, you can guess some other spots in between Knoxville, Tennessee, right? And you know, yeah. the, the groups in those markets, uh, they use open doors for everything. And they're they're using open doors because they understand that there's uh, there are rules, right? Collectives, most of the conversations about collectives is a big number and a coach and a quote and whatever it is, an athletic director, maybe. But fans need to understand that behind the scenes, like there's actual, the only way that a collective can exist and per persist and not hurt the school that they exist to help is if they follow the rules and open ourselves and do that. So we track, you know, who is getting paid by who to do what, where, when, and how. And the most simple thing for any fan to understand is there has to be a bona fide NIL activity, which would be like an appearance, a social post, an autograph signing, a commercial video shoot, uh, a, a Zoom call, a, a video recording, whatever you want it to be. There has to be a legit activity and there has to be proof that it occurred. Like those two things. And now you got a bona fide NIL deal. Now, what an athlete gets paid is not scrutinized and cannot be controlled. So there are some athletes that get paid six figures to make a one hour appearance. And that is more than any professional athlete in most sports would ever make for a one hour appearance. And these are 18 year old kids on campuses that they're not even household names yet. So that's how collectives operate is that they are using tools like open doors. Uh, and, and most of them do use open doors to ensure that there's a record that we offered this athlete, this amount to do this at this date, this time, here's proof they did it. Um, and then the only thing that's befuddling is the dollar amount. But everything else is the same. It's the same as you and I going and paying an, an athlete for an autograph. You and I might believe that that athlete's autograph is worth $50. Who are we to judge if somebody pays him $50,000? Maybe it's worth it to that person. So I have the beholder, I guess. It's, that's it's right. whatever they have see value in. That's right. Um, so that's, I mean, that is absolutely wild. Um, now, how about this then? With the collectives, and you, you do have interaction, and I don't know how transparent are these deals? Like, 
you know, are you able to see it and and not able to divulge it? Does the NCAA ask to see it? Like, at what point is this going to become public knowledge? Well, what what is interesting is that the the short answer is open doors. We have access to more data than anybody in this industry. Like so, because we are the payment processor, we are the transactions, or we handle disclosure, compliance, contracts, notifications, all that. So, yes, these schools in most states uh, are required to to see the details of every now activity. Like if there's a state law, it's required. The an NCA encourages disclosure, but does not require it. Wow. And one of the biggest challenges in this market, and this is for multiple reasons, and I, if I had to make a prediction of what's to be, it'll come in just a second, is that no one knows what's real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so athletes are making decisions about where to go to school based on a promise that cannot be tracked, cannot be reported, is not known. And there are bad actors taking advantage of, of minors, right? The kids that are, yeah. when they're getting recruited are 16, 17 years old, and they have no guidance and they're making decisions that change their entire life on lies. And one of the things I would I'd point to is that the, the, this industry will benefit from sunshine, from transparency, knowing does the quarterback at XYZ SEC school actually get paid a million dollars a year, right? Because there'd be certain decisions that wouldn't be made if they could just talk to the kid and ask him, is this real? Like, are you actually getting paid this? Right. But there's a lot of secrecy in in, in these dollars and transactions. So my prediction is that the, the best way to help ensure consumer protection here, both on the buyer and seller side, which the buyers, the collective, the sellers, the athlete, uh, is that there is a publicly available database that helps you understand who's being paid what, where, when, or what, where, and when. And uh, Open Doors is the foundation for that. I mean, we have that data. It's just we don't have the rights to share it in any public forum other than an aggregate, like industry-wide statistics. Yeah, I mean, like, even on like a, a blockchain, I guess, would you be able to publish the list of deals, maybe positions, maybe not schools, maybe schools, but without names. I think people would figure it out if there was. But do you see there being some sort of public ledger if it never gets to the point where they're publishing and announcing what minors are getting paid to make their college decision? Yeah, I would say. So one of the things that we're doing, and we just announced this and, and we're rolling out this this month, and this is uh, the introduction of Open Doors NIL books. So this right here is is one of the more most valuable assets in all of college sports today. And it is helping uh, people understand like by position, uh, what is the annual earnings expectation of a big 10 quarterback or running back or tied in wow. and same thing for power five. And this is based on over a hundred thousand NIL transactions that have been processed through open doors or just goes through open doors in the last 18 months. So this is the most tangible actual data. And it's, it, it in effect acts like a, uh, Every industry has a centerpiece that helps understand here's what good compensation is, here's what bad compensation is, here's market rate. NIL will be no different. This is the start of it. Now, this is not a publicly available document. This will not be shared in any which way, which will allow you to identify athletes, uh, individual uh, statistics or data. This is by conference or by division. We don't have by school. Now, the only people that know what the school numbers are are the schools themselves. And so that's something to, 
to know it's it's coming like again this is right here um uh, uh one of the most sought after pieces of information in college athletics today uh and we're shipping them out here in the next two weeks so our partners will get access to information that you know can't get anywhere else so i can't go to barnes and noble and uh and get a copy of that if if you find one at barnes and noble you call me because i got some lawsuits to hand out <laughs> Would a guy like me who talks to a lot of recruits be able to get a hand on one of those? Or is it really just in the no, house? You gotta, there, this is, you got to pay uh, to be an open source partner and then you have to contribute to the data set. So that's something that schools and collectives are on the list of distribution as well as conferences. And they have a confidentiality agreement they sign that cannot be shared with third parties. So again, Clint, if this ends up in your hands or on rivals.com, like somebody's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Wow. Man, you you guys got it all figured out, and that really is that is the most valuable piece of NIL uh, yeah. that I are you know in the NIL space that I've 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 heard of <laughs> that I've seen. Um, it is absolutely incredible, and I know a lot of people want to get their hands on that, but it's going to be a, a a short group. It sounds like yeah. Um, and here's here, Clint. Since we're since we're old friends and um, you know new new podcasts, like this is something. I've shared this publicly, so I don't mind sharing with you. So, you know, a power five football running back based on every transaction, the market rate is $130,000 a year for a power five football running back right now. Right. And then wow. if you go into like breaking it down by conference, you know, ACC is around $50,000. Big 12 is around $77,000. Big 10 is around $91,000 uh, going into, let me see here. SEC is around sixty thousand dollars, and then the final one would be. Let me see. Pac-12 is around seventy-five thousand dollars. So, I mean, you can slow that down and drop it in wherever you want, but yep. So you're you're seeing things that maybe that's smaller than you thought, maybe it's higher than you thought. But if you take all the data together, it's most oftentimes it's more than people think. Yeah, uh, and that's it's going up every month. Is there going to be a point where the market kind of like anything you look at crypto, you look at like where the market eventually levels out because, you know, one of the my biggest worries when, you know, when you get eight, ten million dollar quarterbacks coming in and a collective doesn't like seeing their investment on the bench. And, uh, you know, I know they're supposed to be separated from the college, but uh, all of a sudden they want them on the field and that kid's not ready to play. And it, it could it could ruin a lot of things. Um, I just. There's just so many questions for yeah. me. I mean, I, I I think it's the most amazing thing ever. Players should have been able to, to profit off themselves forever. Right. right. Um, but do you see that, you know, in the near future with these big money deals happening? And, and will that be a catalyst to to maybe, uh, you know, level out the market? Certainly. I think that they're in, in, a, in a short order the collectives which are the underbelly of these that the highest compensating parties of college football let's talk about that and in basketball uh have figured out a way to protect all interests right and I, again i see this as an athlete advocate but athletes that that are marketable for whatever reason whether they're good at their sport or they're good in their community like they deserve to be compensated their market value and sometimes you can be paid more than your market value sometimes less I'll say that. And that collectives themselves are structuring these deals in a way where they're 
unlikely to be overcompensating and underperformer. Okay. Right? And, and so they're doing it so that there's monthly installments of payments and those monthly payment amounts could be, could change one month to the next, right? Um, the smartest groups are doing things like that. Some of them doing it every two weeks. And wow. so they're structuring things so that they're properly compensating based on, you know, what they believe to be the marketable aspects of that athlete. Uh, however you want to determine that. So, you know, more, I guess in a less abstract way, like this market, the there is no ceiling uh the schools that spend big and win will keep spending big and the schools yeah. that spend big and lose will spend differently but it will not change the spend it's it's a race to the top and the largest source of revenue in college athletics is donors right like yeah. if you take all the media rights and all that stuff like we think is the largest but if you put it cumulatively like donations to college athletic departments is is a twenty billion dollar plus a year um, endeavor, right? And those dollars are shifting in certain markets. Uh, this and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's more than okay. It's incredible. Uh, I think there's a common misconception that a guy gets this contract. He's given eight million dollars. He can sit on his butt for four years and. Uh, and he just receives the money. I think it's incredible that this is a constantly evolving market and you yeah. are, it's based off the value you provide. Um, so that's a huge misconception out there. Uh, another one is everybody thinks that there's all these million dollar players. What's the reality of that? Uh, I would say that there, there are not a lot of million dollar players. Uh, there are million dollar players. And some of it comes down to the most marketable athletes that, that have a large online social audience. They are all Americans. They're all conferenced. They've been in school for two, three years. Like they are bona fide stars off the field. And if they're a star on the field, then they're going to get best of both worlds. Like they're going to get athlete driven NIL. They're going to get brand deals from, you know, beats and, and degree and, and, you know, it, it, Dr. Pepper, and they're going to get the donor deals like for the $50,000 one hour appearance, they're going to get it all. So there are million dollar athletes out there and that's, that's okay too. They're the market for a class of 2025 top quarterback, like is north of $7 million a year. It's got, it has to be, and that's just competition, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Um, so there was a lot of numbers we shared, Clint, about what this market could be before NIL started. And there was a lot of message boards chatter like, yeah, right. This is crazy. No way that Spencer Rattler's worth nearly a million dollars a year. And like, if you break it down, uh, there's probably some some line items that you could say like, yeah, he's earning or out earning that amount. And um it's fun to see the data and it's fun to see more of it get shared. But yeah, there's million dollar players out there. Wow. I, I'm such a data guy. Um, so I, I find it incredibly interesting. Um, you mentioned, and I, I'll go over this real quick because I know you don't have a lot of time, but a 2025. Now, are you talking about a 2025 high school athlete in a state where NIL is legal? They can already start making money off of that? No, I, what I, yeah, they can, they can technically, but I, what I'm talking about more specifically is that uh, they should expect to earn seven figures when they get to college per year, if they are a top prospect in that class. Yeah. 
This this is amazing. Um, yeah, 24, 25, be, yep. There will be guys then, and, and we've seen it over the years, where these guys, they have a great college career, do nothing in the NFL. Uh, the school made tons of money off of them. They never saw a penny of it. They might have not even graduated. Yep. But this is an opportunity where guys are going to make more money in college, mm-hmm. maybe than they do in the NFL, if they do make it to the NFL, or if they don't make it to the NFL at all. Right. And I just think it is absolutely incredible. And you guys are a catalyst for making it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I have a question about is, uh, you know, you have an Open Doors profile. People can visit the Open Doors site. They can go to Blake Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was really cool on there is they can pitch an idea to you and yeah. you give them feedback. And, uh, you know, is this something that anybody can do or do you have to be a former college athlete? Do you have to work in sports? You know, what is the limit of open doors to the common person or common athlete? There's really, there's no limit. Like open doors is free to download the app, create a profile, have your own listing and whatnot. It's designed, you know, for the the buyer to find athletes. It's a lot easier to find athletes than it is to find just general consumers, but anyone in the world can use open doors as their home base to sell autographs, shout outs, um, appearances, whatnot. Uh, and yeah, so I have a profile there. Again, you can check it out. Opendoors.com is, it, it feels like Amazon for athlete endorsements, like go search for an athlete, you'll find them and see how much it costs to, to pay him for something. And you can definitely work with me. Um, yeah, but it's, it's free and open. And a lot of that's for compliance purposes. You know, we got to make sure this is available to every athlete. I, I don't, I, yeah. th- this open doors is not biased towards any, any one sport or any one athlete, right? If you are on your journey and you believe this is your time to maximize your annual value, start, start an open doors page and uh, make a buck or two and, and maybe make a thousand bucks or two. But that's what we exist to do is make that incredibly easy for the athlete. Okay. As a high school player, could they go and sign up for an open doors profile right now? They certainly can. So high school athletes, they, I mean, no matter where you're at in the world, you have to understand your local policy and legislation to determine what type of money you can make. And so for us, we have to make the tools available because uh, we, we can't police every state and every local policy and conference rule and coach rule. And so we have to make that tool widely available and then you know help athletes understand the rules. And opendoors.com does have a list of all the high school uh, state association rules and, and the, the you know, state by state denial policies that impact college athletes and and whatnot. So all that's there. But yeah, go go crazy, man. Create a profile, and and we we do see more of that, and we will see more of that as NIL trickles down to the college or the high school level. How about a random guy in the media like me? Would I be able to go and make an open doors profile? I would encourage you to. At least you can say I'm hey, going to I do tried it. it out, man. I tried it I- out. I am you were going an to athlete do it. at one point, man. Don't don't yeah, shy away from it. You put your stats out there. That'd be all right. Um, that is that is incredible. So anybody who's listening to this, players, parents, uh, it's a one stop shop. They they have the legislation. You, you know what you're allowed to do. Yep. You can start a profile and you can start branding yourself now through. Basically, you guys you guys own the space. I mean, yeah. it is incredible what you have done in such a short amount of time, and. Uh, I'll, I'll finish with this because I know we're, we're running over on time. Yeah, we're good. But, you know, explain to me, uh, well, one, you know, why is Open Door so essential? You've kind of explained it throughout this, but I, I'm just so impressed with everything that I've heard. You've taken it to a new level. I had an understanding, but this is even better than what I thought. It is more in-depth than what I thought. You know, why is it so essential? How are you guys the leader in the NIL space? 
And how does Open Doors, how do you see it shaping the NIL space moving forward? Yes, yeah, certainly. So a common saying when I share, I spend most of my time with athletic directors, you know, conference commissioners, like those, those types, head coaches, talking about NIL. And start most conversations like this, Clint. NIL is new to college sports. NIL is not new to sports. So if you go back a decade when we started Open Doors to help Prince Amukamara, within a month of starting the company, we got a phone call from the NFL Players Association asking if they could use our technology to help NFL players manage NIL deals. Okay. And then we partnered with the NFLPA, MLBPA, NHLPA, PGA Tour, LPGA, Team USA, and every national governing body. So for a decade, we have provided the only technology platform that helps professional athletes manage endorsements. So you, you combine that with the fact that you said this, not me, and I agree with it, that NIL is the most important thing that's happened in college sports in a very, very long time. No question. So if you have one of the most transformative things to happen in an industry ever, and you're looking for a partner to help you navigate those waters, most people will choose a proven partner and open doors is proven at the pro level. And that combined with more than half of power five schools and the group of five schools and D one schools use open doors right now. Like this is the Amazon of the industry. It's the fanatics of NIL. Like this is a trusted tried and true solution. And, and that's why. Okay? And uh, for most people that are hearing open doors for the first time, like, that, that's exciting. They think it's an overnight story. This is a decade in the making. This is every day uh, and every minute of my life since I was done playing football at Nebraska has been dedicated to helping athletes maximize whatever time they have and uh, using technology to do it. So it's new to you. Um, and we're excited to see our, our name grow and become you know what it needs to be in this industry and be, be uh, helping as many athletes as you can. But it's it's been a, a grind and uh, an exciting and rewarding one along along the way. Man, uh, I just, I, I, I'm so, I don't want to say proud, but I, I, like so impressed, man. I am proud. I mean, uh, I, I, I remember you as a recruit, like to see what you have done and to see you shape what we've said is one yeah. of the biggest things to happen in sports. I mean, you're brilliant and I cannot wait to see where this goes from here. Clear, let me, I'll, I'll share something. I know that most of the time you might have coaches watching this or listening to this. And so if you've made it this far, hopefully you've entertained you, you've learned something. But for every coach out there that is wondering, why am I doing this? How does this work? Like, there are so many nuances to this, but I want you to know this. I want you to know my story, my experience. Kevin Cosgrove changed my life. Wow. Right? I, I met I, everything I have in my life, everything I have in my life, I can tie back to my decision to go play football in Nebraska. Everything in my life. Okay. And Kevin Cosgrove, your dad, had to make a bet on me. I had to make a bet on him. I had to make that choice. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. And, and so thankful for everything. But as a coach, you got to realize that these are, these are, it's definitely your next linebacker. It's def definitely like a, a three star, a four star, whatever it is. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're names on bulletin boards. Uh, but that's somebody's life. And if yeah. you do it right, you're going to change it forever and for good. So take that into account. Um, and you deserve to know that your dad does too. Um, 
Man, uh, you're going to make my mom cry, I know. You'll probably make my dad cry. You got me emotional here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So just know that, guys. Like this is These are kids. This is their life. And, you know, why they decide to say yes to you and your program, you know, that that's up to you. But once they say yes, understand the impact it has. And um, if you can ensure that you make good on your promises and and certainly Nebraska did, and certainly Coach Cosgrove did, your dad, um, then you're going to create great men, great women out of uh, student athletes, and that should be the goal of coaching in, in the first place. No question, man. Uh, wow, that that's uh, that's a lot. And, you know, one of the reasons why not only because Open Doors is, is a leader in the space, but you do things the right way. You're a high-character guy, and and it shows through your authenticity. And I, I just love what you're doing and you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, you know, you're working hard at it too, yeah. but uh, you're doing it the right way. And, and hopefully it's been rewarding. I know it has, and hopefully it continues to be, but man, Blake, I just learned so much today, more than I have in any podcast that I've done. Uh, any NIL person that I've talked to, any kid I've talked to through the recruiting process. And uh, this is even, I knew it was brilliant, but this is even far and above what I thought. So I just can't thank you enough for coming on. And uh, man, I uh, i hope to, I could have talked for hours. Hope to pick your brain again <laughs> soon, man. Yeah, bring it back but, on. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up. I appreciate it, Clint. Yeah, thanks a ton. There you got it. Blake Lawrence, you can find him on his Twitter right there, opendoors.com. Go and set up your profile. There's no reason that you shouldn't profit off your name, image, and likeness because that is the future and you've learned it. We'll talk to you soon.